We all know today buying NFTs is kind of tricky. You have to know a lot of technical nuances to be able to buy an NFT and you sometimes can get intimidated as a user. So what we're trying to do is what Coinbase did to buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which is it made it so easy that anybody could buy it. That is our mission to make it so easy that anybody can buy NFTs as well. Hi everyone, it's Julie Verhage Greenberg here with your Tux Time podcast from Fintech Today, where we talk about all things fintech. In this episode, I am joined by Sanchan Saxena, VP of product at Coinbase. And in case you have not been following this closely, there's this thing called NFTs that's really big. There's all these digital currencies that are really big. And Coinbase has been doing some super interesting stuff there. So he has been very busy as the VP of product. In fact, we we hosted a FinTech Today dinner out in San Francisco, like in the middle of the summer. I want to say it was like June or July. Um, and, and Sanchan was supposed to go and he had to cancel last minute. And I just asked why, if this was the reason that he had to cancel, like a, a product that we're going to talk about. And it was in fact that product. <laughs> Indeed it was, uh, but I, I really missed that dinner. I'll, I'll make sure that I'll show up next time for sure. <laughs> it was very fun. You were missed as well. So uh, this product that is, is super important, important caused you to miss the FinTech Today dinner. Let's dive into it a little bit. It's around NFTs. That is correct. Uh, well, I think uh, the best way to describe this would be, we believe that the future of NFTs is such that it needs to get to the masses for an inflection point where NFTs become as mainstream as cryptocurrencies are becoming these days. So we are very excited about bringing a product to the market that allows creators to reach the largest audience possible through Coinbase NFT Marketplace and be able to showcase their craft, their art, to be able to distribute it to the largest audience possible. Now, for the audience perspective, we all know today buying NFTs is kind of tricky. You know, you, you have to know a lot of uh, technical nuances to be able to uh, buy an NFT. And you, you sometimes can get intimidated as a user. So what we're trying to do is what Coinbase did to buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which is it made it so easy that anybody could buy it. That is our mission to make it so easy that anybody can buy NFTs as well. And we have about 68 million uh, registered users on Coinbase. So we are very excited about giving them a chance to participate in the NFT uh, movement and also very excited to help creators reach this mass audience as well. No, it's so interesting that you mentioned that like it's intimidating, it's hard because back when NFTs were still this like super nascent thing, which in in a way they still are. Like you said, it's not something yeah. that's really um, gotten a mass audience yet. It feels like it to people like you and me since like the circles <laughs> that we run around in, it's like everyone's talking about it. But I remember I texted my sister a couple weeks ago. She's around the same age as me, but lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I'm from. And it was something like Hot Topic was hiring someone for NFTs. And she's like, what's an NFT? And I'm like, okay, this isn't mainstream yet. If she doesn't know what it's about, like she knows what PayPal is, Venmo is and everything, but had no idea what an NFT is. Anyways, my husband, when this was initially starting, did a post for us about creating and minting an NFT. And I remember like talking to him as he was like going through the process and writing it. And he almost gave up like 10 different times because it's so hard to actually do it. There's gas fees and right. like, what do you actually want to make as an NFT? And then where do you list it? Um, th there's a lot going on. So like, how do you guys sort of make that so easy to the end user? Because I'm sure it's not a, a, an easy thing to simplify. Yeah, I think this, this is a great question. I think 
if you think about, uh, let's, let's rewind maybe to 2012, 2014, where if you and I wanted to buy a Bitcoin, we needed to understand which, which place we go to. Then we need to understand how do we actually buy it and then how do we store it safely so we don't get hacked, right? And you needed to own this private key of some sort, which was a very complex thing and you needed to understand what is going on. Well, that didn't scale very well because only a few people understood it and only a few people were able to participate over there. And so the next generation of companies came around like Coinbase who said, look, we're going to make it super easy. It'll be so easy for you to buy it and never have to worry about the security of it because we're going to be able to custody it. I think we're at an exact same junction over here. I see two movements happening. The movement of self-custody. There are a lot of people who are excited about custodying everything they buy in crypto by themselves. They don't like a middle person. They don't like a middle company. And they use amazing tools like Coinbase Wallet, which is our non-custodial product as well, and MetaMask and a bunch of other things as well. So we will continue to support them to be able to come and mint, sell, buy coin, uh, NFTs as well. However, for the vast majority, our bet is you log in with Coinbase, you already have a Coinbase account. What if we showed you the NFTs that you're interested in based on whatever interest we know about you? Let's say you're interested in a sports NFT or, or maybe some other sort of a meme NFT. Well, you should be able to use any crypto you have in your Coinbase account. Just be able to buy it as if you're buying using fiat in real world in other places as well. And once that transaction is complete, you should be able to store it in the highly secure mechanism that Coinbase has for our wallet infrastructure to be able to just custody. And when I use the word custody, what I mean, Julie, is like after you buy it, you got to preserve it somewhere. You got to keep it somewhere. Right? You In physical world, when you buy an art, you put it on your wall, it's in the safeguard of your house maybe, right? But in the digital world, you need some place to secure it. And that is also where Coinbase comes in and Coinbase Marketplace comes in, NFT Marketplace. And you are uh, rest assured that whatever you are storing and buying will be protected um, and custodied for you. And those are the two types of users we believe we need to cater to to get to the masses. That's so interesting because, I mean, I've never bought an NFT before, but I've never thought of the aspect of uh, custody for it, which is if you're buying enough of um, crypto, that's obviously a super important thing and also something that's really important for NFTs as well. And I, you know, that hadn't even crossed my mind just because I was trying to get past all the other things that make it super complicated (laughs) right now. (laughs) That's right. And I think there's a pretty good opportunity here where um, we believe... uh, Let's, let's talk about two things. One is the creator community, Julie. I think create, we want to democratize NFTs for creators as well. So anybody, let's say you are an art uh, person, you, you want to create digital art, and you should be able to get started easily as well. You shouldn't have to worry about a lot of technical jargon to be able to mint an NFT and sell an NFT. So there's one side there. They want to democratize access to anybody to become a creator. And on the other side, like I mentioned, we want to be able to bring in any mass user base, like all the people who believe in art, who want to participate in the art movement. And this is just yet another way to participate in the art movement, be able to buy them. So on both sides, we hope to make it easy for people to participate. Yeah. And how much does the creator economy influence the fact that you guys like really want to get into this? And I guess more broadly, the the fact that NFTs have taken off so much, because I, I feel like the creator economy and NFTs are synonymous in many ways as well. And their rise yeah. has been, you know, the, the similar arc. Yeah, I mean, great question. So we got started uh, earlier this year uh, and NFTs became a pretty massive thing around July and August uh, through news, media, etc. But we got started earlier because we felt that 
there is an opportunity to unleash the creativity of any creator, whether they produce music, they produce digital uh, art, they produce videos and GIFs, or they produce meme art as well, which is, by the way, a big thing. <laughs> and how do we unleash that creator economy to participate in Web3? And Web3 is, again, a technical uh, jargon here, but let me simplify that. We, we lived in the world of Web1 in the 1990s, where there was internet, early days, you know, it was read-only. You could only uh, go to Amazon.com or Yahoo.com and read. Then came Web 2 in the early 2000s where you were able to write to the web. You were able to message. You were able to create groups. Uh, you were able to respond to comments, right? And now Web 3 is here where there is a third element, which is that element of ownership. And I think creators have always wanted this. Just think about this for a second. Everything that you have produced as a creator online um, has no ownership rights beyond the platform on which you are. So for example, if I sell the content that I bought from you or an art that I bought from you, Julie, you don't make any royalties. You don't make perpetual income around it. And NFTs and Web3 is actually solving that in a very unique way. So we believe creators need to be brought over to the Web3 side of the house. They will benefit tremendously by being, by being able to demonstrate provenance and be able to make recurring revenue on the amazing art that they have created as people participate in buying and reselling of that art on our platform and other platforms as well. To what extent does the social aspect play a key role in your NFT initiative? And would we, I mean, could you compare it to like a social media company in a way, like this section of Coinbase, or is that going a step too far? Yeah, this is a great question. I think, let me, let me start out by saying, while the vision of an NFT comes from a creator, the life for that NFT comes through the community. It's the community that drives whether that art, whether that idea actually has life or not and for how long. So I think community and the inherent social interactions between the creator and the community, I think we're going to, are going to be pivotal. They've always been pivotal, but will be even more pivotal as we think about Web3. So that's one. Two, we have made a decision to be socially, uh, inherently social. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is today you have to build a community in multiple different places as an artist, but eventually you sell it on another platform. It could be any platform of your choice. However, we believe we can marry the two things together where you can actually build a community, people can follow you, people can engage with you, and you can also then turn that community and sell to them as well the art that you have created. So this will be a unique platform where I believe we will marry the elements of social, which is how do I build a community? How do I communicate with them? And also elements of e-commerce where you can actually transact right there on the platform. And that social plus commerce aspect will be a unique value point um, of this platform. And something else that um, someone on our team actually pointed out when I was um, saying that I was going to interview you, Parker's super interested in DeFi, the NFT space, everything crypto. So I was like, okay, like, what do you want me to ask Sanshan? And one thing that she wanted to dive into is that you guys have decided to have um, your NFT server is going to be mostly like decentralized versus, uh, you know, Coinbase in the past, some of the other crypto platforms have been on centralized servers. Talk to me a little bit about the decision to be decentralized versus centralized and maybe even take a step back from that and kind of explain yeah. the rationale for both for someone that maybe isn't as familiar with uh, what that concept means. Yeah, again, a great question. I'm glad um, uh, she thought about asking that question because I think <laughs> this is the top of mind for us and the community as well. So I want to break it down into two pieces. Number one is... 
when we build NFT marketplaces, we had a choice, which was to build it in a closed garden where the NFT is within Coinbase. You can buy within Coinbase and you cannot take it out anywhere else. You know, and we could have said, hey, at some future date, you'll be able to take it out. But until then, you know, it's Coinbase You know, it's in the Coinbase wall garden. We intentionally decided not to do that. We wanted artists to uh, I basically talked to over 200 artists in the crypto community, and one thing that was loud and clear was that artists wants to preserve their identity, their relationship with their end user, and it's incredibly important for them to have provenance that allows them to have recurring relationship with their audience as well. So being locked up into a system wasn't a great idea. Even beyond that, Web3 is not a locked up system. It's not a system where you actually lock people in. It's by nature supposed to be an open system where you are directly connected to the audience that follows you or engages with you. So we made a very strategic bet that from day one, you will be able to bring your NFTs that you have minted on any other platform. And you could be, you could be on any other platform. You should be able to bring that over to Coinbase NFT, list them and sell them. And if you are just getting started and you want to mint them on Coinbase as well, you'll be able to mint them on Coinbase and sell. And guess what? In a few months, if you want to take them to any other marketplace of your choice, you should be able to take them. Right? So that's a big decision we made. The second decision we made was that while some of the uh, elements of an NFT uh, can be uh, put on centralized Coinbase servers, as an example, like who's the author, etc., but majority of the elements are on the blockchain. And instead of cutting that off and, and making it again part of the wall garden. And the decision we made was that your metadata for your NFT uh, will actually sit on IPFS, which is a decentralized uh, storage protocol. And you should be able to preserve that for perpetuity. I mean, you don't need, I mean, even if, um, uh, I mean, that'll live on as long as someone <laughs> exists, you know, it's not on Coinbase <laughs> to do that, right? But I want to clarify one nuance over here is that there will be some stuff that'll sit on Coinbase's servers because we are creating a marketplace. We need to know who you are. We need to do a, a few things, but for as far as the NFT itself is concerned, we're going to leverage as many decentralized technologies as possible, so it is always available uh, to the users, to the creators, to be able to take them with them. So that's a big bet we are made. Yeah. Do you think is creators the biggest use case for NFTs, or like what other use cases can we think of out there? Because yeah. I feel like right now, like everyone's sort of just trying different things out. Like which ones are actually going to stick? Yeah, it's a it's a crystal ball kind of question. So you know, it'll be uh, it's hard to predict what will stick. But what I would say is there are certain concepts that will stick. So let me illustrate some concepts that I believe will stick. Uh, one is the concept of a direct uh, relationship between the creator and the collector. So what I mean by that is there's a concept of royalties in um, in NFTs where let's say I buy from Julie an art and then later on I sell it. Well, Julie, because of the contract royalty, will still make money because every time I do secondary sales, you still get paid. You know, that's a very unique concept that has never existed before and this will continue in every NFT. The other thing that I would say is what we're calling, you know, collective IP. So Today, uh, and you can look at some of the early trends happening already, if you look at uh, an early stage artist who's just getting started, and let's say you and I believe in that artist, we can actually support them through their NFTs by buying NFTs from them, etc. And we can support them over a period of time. We are collective owners in that artist's success. That never happened. I mean, there, there are platforms, by the way, in Web2 or like Patreon, etc. that have done a phenomenal job of building an upcoming artist community. However, the people who are participating in that community are actually 
not benefiting from the eventual success of that artist. So I believe things like music NFTs will be huge in the future, where if there is an up-and-coming artist and you and I believe in that artist, we're going to support them. And over a period of time, we will have access to the success that they have had and we'll, we'll, we'll relish that because we supported them during days that nobody else supported them and you know we were a community together. So I feel like those kind of ideas will be incredibly powerful. And we are in the early innings of that, but those are the concepts that will survive. Not a particular NFT, it's hard to predict whether this NFT or that NFT will survive, but NFTs that embody these concepts, that are reversing the IP ownership, that are bringing the community along, will survive the longest. The NFT product that you guys have hasn't technically launched yet, right? It's still a That's wait correct. list. Um, what kind of demand have you seen? And you know, is there any updated timeline on when that wait list might open and more people will get on versus just some beta users? Yeah, uh, so we have seen tremendous demand. I mean, um, we have uh, um, we have reported earlier we have more than one million um, signups uh, who joined the wait list. I think the plan over here would be to launch it uh, in a way that uh, that allows us to bring this audience as fast as possible. So I want to clarify a couple of things. Our intention is to launch it uh, so that any creator can sign up on day one. However, as you know, Julie, any product that launches on day one, you need to start small. You know, you can't mm -hmm. just give everybody access to, to, to everything. Uh, so we will start small with a small set of users and small set of creators just to test things out, make sure things are ironed out, make sure there are no bugs, etc. But eventual goal is as soon as that, that phase is over, it's going to be available to everybody from day one. So people will be able to sign in um, and create an account very quickly. So now that this is getting ready to launch, like what other exciting things is Coinbase working on? Is it going to be, you know, more in Web3 and DeFi, more in the NFT space? Like give us a little taste of, uh, you know, what your focus lies on right now without, you know, giving everything away. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, you, you named the two biggest things that are happening in the industry and Coinbase is, and is participating in them and or want to participate in that even more aggressively. So one is NFT, which we talked about today. I also lead some of the DeFi products that Coinbase is working on as well. I think uh, we one of the building blocks of DeFi is USDC, uh, which is a stable coin. So we are, um, we are very excited to see the success of USDC, which by the way, uh, Circle and Coinbase and Center are participants in creating USDC. And it is a big element in the success of DeFi as well. So we are excited to bring it to more and more users. Um, we are also um, uh, looking at uh, different ways. I think the best way to describe this would be, we've always been the most easy to use, beautifully designed layer to crypto. You know, you come to the Coinbase app, it's easy. Like I always joke about this, but it's kind of real. I mean, you can buy Bitcoin in three steps, and it takes three steps to buy tomatoes in Instacart. I mean, that's, that's that easy. It's literally three steps, you know? And, and that has been the beauty and the genesis of, of Coinbase historically. So as we think about DeFi, we believe there will be a ton of innovation happening in this space, and we wanna make it easy from the UI layer perspective, from the experience layer perspective, so anybody can participate in the amazing DeFi space that is developing over time. What are you guys doing in terms of the educational aspect around this too? Because I feel like there's so many times I'll, I'll be in a conversation with someone that's not in the space and they still don't even understand right. like Bitcoin. And now we're moving so far beyond just Bitcoin. There's all these other coins. There's Web3, there's DeFi, there's NFTs. There's a whole host of right. other things. So it's a, it's a really big issue and it, it needs someone like Coinbase or some other leader in the space to really help tackle that. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is an important point. I think one of our vision is to get the benefits of crypto 
to the next billion users. And in order to do that, we need to educate the public. They need to educate the masses why it matters, what is cryptocurrency, what is NFTs, and be able to make it less and less intimidating for the masses to join. So we've done a lot of stuff over here and we'll continue to do more so, but I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, we do these things called earn campaigns. And what are these? Uh, if you go to Coinbase, uh, you can actually learn about a cryptocurrency and actually earn for free that cryptocurrency by virtue of just learning about it. It's called earn. It's play. It's edu uh, It's 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 sort of uh, you know there is a play to earn mechanism in gaming today with Axie Infinity etc. We call it educate to earn kind of a uh, metaphor over here where you come to Coinbase, you learn about let's say Polkadot or let's say you learn about any blockchain, and in the process of watching those tutorials etc., you are a getting the the education, but two also earning those for free, and that you can use on Coinbase to buy and sell that cryptocurrency. So we're doing a lot of that. Have you seen demand for that pick up lately? Because you guys have had earned for a little while and it feels right. like it was launched and then, you know, I didn't hear about many people using it. Do you see more people using it now that this space has really taken off? Yeah, we're seeing a tremendous demand over there as well, both from the people who want to publish content. So let's say blockchain developers, cryptocurrency developers who actually create that content. And on the consumer side as well, that is participating, we're seeing high retention and high engagement on those users as well. Uh, so we see a pretty big path uh, in the future to be able to connect the educators, in this case, the crypto community, to the, the future customers of those who come to Coinbase and are very interested in that. And I think you might have also seen some of our advertising campaigns as well. We, we partner with a lot of uh, YouTube uh, influencers now. Mr. Beast is one of those, you know, who is helping us educate the masses around how to access cryptocurrencies and why to access cryptocurrency. So using the right influencer in the light language to reach that audience is critical for us as well. Sanchan, this was great. I feel like, you know, I, even though I've obviously looked at this space a bit before, I, I feel like even I learned quite a bit today too. So if someone wants to learn more, get in touch with you, sign up for the waitlist, how do they do that? Yeah, great question. So you can uh, go to coinbase.com forward slash NFT, forward slash announce, and there's a wait list over there. You can absolutely sign up. Uh, you can also follow Coinbase underscore NFT on a Twitter handle. We will be publishing a lot of information over there, so please do that as well. And I look forward to sharing more over the coming months. Once this thing launches, and if you guys launch anything else, I would love to have you back on and dive yeah. into that as well. Yeah, and I'd love for you to buy your first NFT here as well, Julie. There we go. I can, I'll, I'll buy my first NFT and then write a post about it and see how much easier it was than when my husband tried to buy one five months ago. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sanchan. If anyone wants to stay up to date on everything fintech, go to fintechtoday.co. And we also have a new newsletter called Crypto Tonight that you can sign up for as well. So we will see you guys again next time. Thank you, Sanchan. Thank you. Thank you.